Hello, 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 y'all. What's published, your man, Dean, Father Muckin Edwards. Welcome to the Father Muckin Podcast. It's the Father Muckin Protocol with your man, Dean Edwards. Vessi, bring in the music now, son. Yo, I, um, yo, it's always... Uh, Vessi is, is nowhere to be seen. It's now been, I know, I know the avid listeners, all, uh, 332 of you that listen every week. Cause that's what I think we average probably about between like three and 400 a week, depending on, uh, the topic and the guest. Um, that's what all things comedy says as far as our numbers. Uh, but, but, <laughs> but Vessi, you know, it seems like he's moved on to greener pastures. You know, he just doesn't want to come back to the living room. I don't know what it is, man. Um, but that's all good, man. In the meantime, y'all, hey, make sure y'all support Vessi's endeavors because he has, uh, he actually, uh, in all in all honesty, he um, he has been busy. He's 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 making us proud, doing his his own thing, you know. And uh, he has this new this new sketch that looks amazing. Um, and it's actually is actually funny. I uh, I uh, posted it on on Facebook and uh, Twitter. And uh, yeah, if you get a chance, make sure you check out on his channel. Broke comedians in transportation getting water. Uh, let's say that again. Broke comedians in transportation getting water. It's it's um I guess it's a spoof on on Seinfeld's comedians in, in cars getting coffee, or did I say that wrong? Maybe comedians getting coffees in cars. No, comedians in cars getting coffee. Uh, yeah, so um, check Vessi out and follow him on Instagram and Twitter uh, at Joseph Vessi, V-E-C-S-E-Y, but bigger than all that. Who needs a Vessi right now? I actually thought he would be here for this because... Um, we we only in the almost forty episodes or forty episodes that we've done, we've had a handful of guests. We've had a we've had a handful of guests, but we've we've done multiple episodes because I have so much fun kicking it with you guys. And I gotta say, man, I have there there are a handful, and I've said this to you all before. There are a handful of comics that I dig watching, sitting down and watching in the clubs, right? And Chris Rock, I remember hearing him say it. He was like, you know, the problem with comedy now, I, I never see comedians in the room. They're always at the bar, hanging out, right? And and you know what? After I heard him say that, I said, you know, it's true. I remember coming up and we, you would just sit in the room and watch whoever was on. And I think as you do it longer, as you're a stand-up, you're, you're a performer, you're doing it um, and you're on stage so often, you want to A, escape the room, but B, you also dig the hangout mm-hmm. of it. And so the comic that we had, the, the talent, not even just the comic, the comedian, the writer, producer that we have sitting with us, one of my uh, personal favorite. You know what? Let me let me uh, correct that. I actually thought about that. I, I, I don't like that phrase, and I said that for a reason. So I was acting. One <laughs> of my favorites. The, the phrase, one of my personal favorites, is redundant. Because yeah. Yeah. if you use the word my... What is that? Is that a uh, uh, pronoun? My? Yeah. If you say my, then you're taking onus. Right. So I don't need to say one of my personal favorites as if to say uh, it's one of one of my uh, faves, one of my favorite comics working today uh, that I love, both as a dude, that's just a good guy, good friend, 
and brilliant comic, Mr. Ted Alexandro, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Give it up. Thank Ted you. Alexandro. Personally, I, I thank you for that. Oh, man. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, because You know what it is? Because not only are you a talented dude, but look, I'm getting goosebumps. I always say that. You always know when I feel good because I get goosebumps. But... <laughs> You just have a good spirit, man. You know, Thank you're you. good. You're a good dude. Thank and, you. And I love, I love watching, uh, I love watching a comic. Like, I, you're, you're what I would consider uh, a comics comic. You know, a comedian's comedian. I don't get caught in some. So you know, and there's some comedians. Some guys are like, well, I'm not a, I'm not a comic. I'm a comedian. <laughs> right. And you can always tell that they're either that's to me that's a sign of insecurity mm. because. It's it's all it's all verbiage, man, and semantics. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't really matter. Are you I'm a, funny? I'm a clown. <laughs> right, we're all clowns. Yeah. We're all clowns with the teardrop, you know. <laughs> right. And uh, yeah, man, it's it's good having you here, Ted. I Thank appreciate you, you. Oh, I was happy when you asked me. Trudging out here to the BK uh, yeah, to man. sit in the living room, man. I um uh, you just had recently. Uh, Ted had a brilliant set, and here's the thing: like I'm I'm not I. Everyone that that uh, knows the show knows I don't use the term fan because it's it's uh it's partial to the word fanatic. Right. But I am a I'm a Ted Alexandro fan. Alejandro, I like I like <laughs> Ted Alejandro. Alejandro. <laughs> Have you heard that song, Alejandro? Uh, that's uh, what's her name, right? Uh, uh, Lady Gaga. Right. Well, Gaga, but there's a new one with a. Uh, <laughs> Julio Iglesias. Uh, oh. Which one is uh, is the young one? Is that Julio or no, no? Uh, Enrique. Enrique. Yeah, yeah. And and, and Enrique Iglesias <laughs> and uh, and Shana Paul. They have this song. My my kids and wife love it. I have to change my pronunciation because oh, dude, you, you you're, you're losing. You're losing business. <laughs> yes. You gotta, you gotta, you have to, you have to put a J. I would have my entrance music yeah, for exactly. all my sets, right? Exactly. <laughs> That's have Enrique and Sean Paul, and every time they get, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Ted Alejandro, <laughs> and have the dude roll his tongue. Ted it. Alejandro. Yes. Alejandro. Alejandro. <laughs> but you were just, um, you were on uh, Craig Kilborn. Craig Ferguson. I'm sorry, Craig Ferguson. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I just dated myself. I was on Kilborn. That's yeah. That's you were on Kilborn yeah. as well, though. See, so I wasn't wrong. You weren't just on Kilborn. About Twenty years ago. You were on Kilborn yeah. twenty years ago, and you went back to the same studio. Right. New host, and now, ironically, there's a new host that's going to be taking over for Ferguson. Ferguson at the end um, of the year. I forgot the guy's name. He's he's funny. English dude, yeah. yeah English I guy. just found out about him when they announced him. I, I wasn't familiar. I actually, I I saw the guy. There's a there's a movie. It's actually a really good movie. Uh, that uh, anyone listening, yeah, if you get a chance, check it out. It's called Begin Again with Mark Ruffalo and uh, Kira Knightley, and actually Most Def, aka Yasin Bay, and um, a huh. few other people. Uh, indie movie, yeah. Awesome movie, man. It's about um. It's about the the music industry and and how people sort of get comfortable uh, in their positions as far as A and R's and music execs, but lose their mojo and their passion towards the music. And it's about Ruffalo's character sort of re reconnecting with with his passion, find hearing something that makes him uh, rediscover his passion and his light. Towards the music, the music, and not the industry. And he's like, he's an artist, or he's, he's an he's agent? an executive. executive yeah. Uh, uh, Kira Knightley's character is in a relationship with uh, what's uh, what's the guy from uh, 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 
moves like Jagger. I want that move. Uh, Adam Adam Levine. Levine? Yeah. yeah, Adam Levine is in it, okay. playing a, a bubbling rock star. Mm. Uh, without giving any of it away, it's it's really like mm. it's a good. Movie. I didn't hear about that. You know who actually? Um, I because watching the movie, I remember uh, I was sitting with my wife and I said, "Yo," I said, "The music in this movie is good." Because how many times do you? Do you watch a, a music movie or a music, uh, not even a biopic, a biopic they're usually going to take the hits, mm -hmm. but a movie about the music industry and the songs, you're actually like in there like bopping yeah. along and you're <laughs> like, yo, this song is hot. I would buy this soundtrack, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. But uh, it turns out, um, I did some research, the, the, the guy that wrote the uh, play, the musical Once, mm. that won all these Tonys a few years ago, yeah. he wrote it. And so the music. So I was like, okay, okay. So he wrote sense. all the original music that yes, they did. Yes, I believe in the, so. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Or probably maybe co-wrote. But he, uh, yeah, man. It's really begin again uh, with uh, Kira, Mark Ruffalo, and of course Yasin Bay, aka formerly known as FKA Most Deaf. Yeah, uh, um, Dante Smith also. James Corden, that's his name, and he was in that movie. James Corden mm. is taking over for Ferguson, who took over for Kilbourne. I, I guess CBS is like, can we find a new accent? Yeah, yeah. You know? I wonder, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, I know that, is it Peter Lasley is the guy who yeah. who kind of uh, yeah. took Ferguson under yeah. his wing yeah. and saw something in him? Yeah, yeah. Which it turns out he was right about. I mean, Ferguson yeah. is really like... He's pretty unique on in that landscape, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. a guy that just goes out there and and rips. He does it, does yeah. it in in comparison to uh, obviously say a Jimmy who and Jimmy Fallon. It's funny now you have to distinguish <laughs> <Right>. Jimmy's, <laughs> but you have Kimmel, you have Fallon, you have Seth now, and uh, Letterman are, uh, on his Let, way out. Letterman's on his way out. Colbert on yeah, his way in. Yeah, Colbert's taking over for Letterman. Um, now, as a stand-up, how do you feel? I, I saw the the owner of uh, the Laugh Factory in L.A., Jamie Masada. Jamie, yeah. uh, Jamie wrote an uh, an, an op-ed, I think, for Huffington Post. I actually, I just felt very pompous saying he wrote an op-ed for Huffington. Uh, <laughs> but he 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 he, pen, he, he penned he penned he he scribed <laughs> he scribed an op-ed, uh, and that's that's one of those those op-ed. I always want to say ed op. Because op-ed looks like it just says oped. Um, so Jamie, anytime something in the, anytime there's some sort of uh, seismic shift in the comedy world, I noticed that Jamie, uh, you know, weighs does in. an article and weighs in, which I actually appreciate because he's been around. You you like hearing from someone that's seen any and everyone, you right. know? And he made an interesting point. He said, you know, they, they, they keep going, went... There was a time that you went to the stand-ups. You went to stand-ups to fill these slots, mm. you know, these late-night talk show slots. Mm -hmm. But now, as of late, they're going more the sketch route um, mm. because Kimmel is, didn't really come from stand-up. You know, he was the man show, if I'm not... And radio, radio. Win Ben Stein's money even Win before ben that, Stein's right? Money, yeah. That was his break. His sketch. Yeah. Uh, Fallon, Fallon was a stand-up, did sketch. Mm -hmm. I know, in fairness to Jimmy, to all the comics, all the stand-ups or comedians that are listening, Jimmy actually, the year leading up to him uh, taking over Late Night, 
he was doing dates. He was on the road doing dates. Because mm-hmm. I remember going a couple of places and him saying, yeah, you know, Jimmy, he's coming, you know. Yeah. Um. So Jimmy might be the last of the stand-ups because Seth is, Seth is sketch. Um. What's the James uh, Court? Corden. He he's an actor. That's the English guy. Yeah, that's over the English guy. That, the English bloke that's taking over for Mr. Ferguson. Um, I don't know if he's a stand-up. So in fairness, I, in fairness to him, I can't say he is or isn't. Right. Um, Ferguson wasn't a stand-up. He was a. Uh, well, he had actually done some. He had done. Some. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, he started character. as a musician. Like, okay. In, um, okay. I think the punk scene. He oh, was, dig it! Wow. Ye- years and years ago. Uh, then, yeah, he did some stand-up. Okay, okay. Um, but then I think pretty quickly got into acting. Okay, okay. Know? But he did, yeah, he, I mean, I, I did some dates with him uh, maybe a year and a half ago. Okay. Yeah, um, I do, I do recall he was doing, he was touring. Yeah, and, and in or during that time, I got to uh, talk to him a little bit about, you know, his beginnings. And, oh, okay, yeah. okay. So he was, he was doing, you know, stand-up gigs in the UK. Was he, no, no, you know, I'm, I'm confusing. Who's the guy that plays House? Uh, uh. Hugh Laurie? Hugh Laurie, because Hugh Laurie, I, did, I didn't know this until I was uh, uh, Emma Thompson, Hugh Laurie, and I, I, I was maybe confusing Hugh Laurie with Greg Ferguson. They had a sketch group. Oh, wow. That they did like Edinburgh and, and yeah, that, so it's always funny, mm. funny scene because Emma Thompson, you're like, well, she's a... a I, I've always a, liked her. I mean, oh, she's man. versatile. Dude, there's a scene. And funny, too. She's funny. Yeah. Um, that's what, that's what I like about, I think, uh, the, the English scene, they allow their actors to sort of have free range as performers and they don't lock you in, you know, uh, like they don't lock you in just as, okay, you're, you're a serious actor. And so you're not going to be funny. And even people that are like dames, right? Like Dame, uh, Judy Judy Dench Dench and Maggie Smith. Okay. And James Corden's not, he's a writer actor. Okay. Oh, okay. But like, what's who's the one I'm thinking of? Dame um, uh, Judy Dench, Maggie Smith, uh, uh, Dame. Who's the oh, like the, Helen the pretty, Mirren? The, Helen, Helen Mirren, the pretty one. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Because she was she was like yeah. taking her clothes off in like every movie, yeah. like when in yeah. her like 20s and 30s. I remember. Do you remember Excalibur? Mm-mm. She was in a, a lot of. I was a big. I've always been a big fan of sort of uh. That era of mid, the Middle Ages and Middle Earth, from the Hobbit to Excalibur and King King Arthur's Court, yeah, yeah. and she, jeez, Galadriel. I said Galadriel, but that she played. She was a character in that. I I just I saw it on cable recently, and I, and I remember this movie from. Remember when cable first came out, and so there were certain movies that were always on, yes, yes. like uh, Poltergeist was always on back in 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 nineteen eighty three, eighty four. If you had cable, right, you watched Poltergeist twenty times a month. You know, right. Conan the Barbarian was always on Rocky three. You know, yes, yes. and so Excalibur, everyone had an HBO, but just for HBO. Home box office, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. That's when it was just it's home box the office. Same thing over and over, right? Yeah. And and uh, and and she was in, she was in King, she was in uh, Excalibur, and I was like, yo, like a major part, a or? major part. Yeah. She she played uh, his uh, was it Sir Lancelot birthed a child. She was like the quote unquote kind of evil queen. Yeah, yeah. Turned out to be the evil queen. I think the statute <laughs> of. Uh, uh, of limitations on me giving up how how it ends, 
have passed. So we, we don't call it home box office. It's HBO now. So I think it's okay saying she's the bad guy or one of them. Um, uh, she 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 was Merlin's foil okay. in the in that movie and and but she was fine yeah and she's yeah. like now you still look she's still sexy yeah, yeah. man you like Helen Marion because uh my boy Rich will get bit but he he taught me what what the word gilf was I knew what a milf was <laughs> and he was like nah yo, you, grandmother I'm like yeah nah <laughs> I still think a grandmother's as nana yeah. you know I know we live in an era now that. There are younger grandmothers. You could you you'll meet uh someone that's a grandmother at age 38, 39. That's you know? true, yeah. But it still shouldn't happen, you know. <laughs> and, and I still I, I'm gonna think Well, also we're older now. Yeah, we're, that's where the we're the generation just below the guilt. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. You have you have you had anyone call you Mr. and you're oh, like, yeah. oh, oh. Hey, yes. easy. I, yes. You know, yes. I, still, I still stand upright. I don't have yeah. osteoporosis. Even worse, worse than Mr. is sir. You oh. get sir? Oh. Would you like anything else with your with your meal, sir? You're like, you know what? Um, why don't you go uh, go jump off? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sir yet. Yeah. You know. Uh, Disrespectful. It's very, very mean for you to call me sir. I don't appreciate it. And uh, I don't want to eat in this establishment right. anymore. How, how dare you? <laughs> you will not have my money. You call over. <laughs> Where's your manager? <laughs> uh, yes, uh, can I help you, sir? Ah, damn it! You called me, sir. Too. <laughs> How dare you? What's wrong with you people? It's a diner. Who's above you? Who is above you? Bring, uh, bring him out, sir. I'm it. I, it's, I, <laughs> I'm actually, it's called Lenny's place, and I'm I'm Lenny. I I didn't mean to call you, sir. Would you prefer me? Call you something else. I just, I see you had pancakes and did we, we weren't supposed to put the powdered sugar on it. Let me know. Yeah, we'll take care of you. How did my accent just change midway? <laughs> that was a character choice. I just, I just changed midway and decided no, that. That's, uh, that's how Lenny be, is. I know. Lenny, yeah. Lenny's schizophrenic in, in, in his way. Um, so anyway, but you, 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 uh, See, because I go out on a tangent, but then I come back. How do you come back? Mike is here to also make sure I, I bring it back because I forget. <laughs> I, I go way out. That was actually a tame one. Yeah. Um, but so you did, uh, you just did um, Craig, Craig, Craig Ferguson. Ferguson. Yeah. Did you, now, did they see you or did you submit? Well, you know what happened for this one? Because of the fact that I had toured with him like, nice. you know, a year and a half ago. Nice. Uh, now, be, when you say tour, where, how many dates would you say you you guys did a did bunch of dates? We did two separate tours, like a bus tour. Oh, wow, wow. So we were on a bus, nice. like it was me, him, and his road manager, Phil. Okay. There's always a Phil. <laughs> There's always a Phil. Yeah. Hey, a little smarmy guy named Phil. Uh, Ted, yeah, I like what you're doing. If you can cut it back five minutes. <laughs> so, yeah, it was the three of us in the bus mm -hmm. and the bus driver. So it was like you had to get to know each other. True, you know? true, yeah. And we're doing like... I think it was maybe six cities. Okay, okay. On one, you know, that was like a West Coast going up towards the uh, Pacific Northwest. Right, right, right. Like Washington, uh, Seattle. Yeah, Vancouver, okay. all that. Uh, then the second time was like Midwest. Okay. Another six states. So yeah, we got to kind of know each nice, other, nice, you know? Nice, um, nice. So what happened was maybe six months ago, uh, Craig Ferguson and Phil were in town. Mm -hmm. And Craig texted me and said, uh, are you playing anywhere tonight? We're, we're here. I said, I'm at the cellar. So they, they came by. And uh, it was kind of funny, like, showing up to the cellar with, with yeah. Craig Ferguson. Yeah, well. right. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, and now every comic is, is, is oh, damn, I got to... <laughs> Got to get my five minutes. Right, right. You see Artie like, yo, man, uh, doing extra time on stage. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Artie. He's getting better. Yeah, yeah. 
Love, love to Artie. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it was kind of funny. Like for me, like walking in, uh, can I get a couple seats for Craig Ferguson? Right, 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 right. For manager. So, uh, so anyway, after that, you know, and again, this was before he announced that he was going off the air. Right. He said to me, uh, you know, Ted, anytime you want to come on the show, just give Phil a shout and we'll set it up. And people usually, when he's when he said that to you, did you say to you, did you take it sort of with a grain of salt? I mean, you you bonded doing twelve dates with each other, yeah. And so I'm sure you're like, oh, he's serious. But as a performer, in your mind, are you saying, well, I don't want to, I don't want to impose, and that's something that people say, or you? No, I took him at his word because okay. because of the fact that we had like kind of a friendship. Okay. Um, and and then when he added the caveat that he said, um, but but. Try to make it quick because I don't know how much longer I'm going to be. Uh, <laughs> so you're like, yeah, yeah. maybe I'll step this up yeah. and call Phil on Monday or yeah. not Phil. Uh, was it Phil? Yeah, Phil. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. So, um, so you know, I mean, it wasn't like I did it the next day. It was right. uh, like that was probably like six months ago. Okay. But then when I had I had a project to push, I had Teachers Lounge. Right. Then I, I figured, well, uh, I said, let me ask not only if I can be on, but I said. Uh, let me ask if I can do panel, which I've I've never done that right, on right, any right. late night show. Okay, okay. So they said yes. They said awesome, uh, they awesome. said as a matter of fact, you can do both. You can do stand up and oh, panel. Oh, dude, that's nice. I mean, I thought one or the other, but yeah. So because I saw I cool. saw the set, I didn't and I didn't realize. I, it's funny because on on YouTube, right? Like I said, I'm a fan, so oh, um, <laughs> I know you posted it, yeah. and I was on the road the night you did it, and why didn't? Whatever I I forgot I just yeah, yeah. forgot and I didn't set but when I got home I thought I had set the DVR but I didn't press confirm you know right, I, right. one of those I, so so I said okay you know what I watch it on uh, on YouTube I think they post like the next yeah, day yeah yeah and I saw they had the full episode and the stand up and I was like all right well they they I hate watching the entire show and then they just show your buddy at the last the last minute. seven minutes right. Uh, and then you get to you might see them afterwards just waving. Waving, yeah, something like that. <laughs> so I said I'll just watch the clip. But if I now go go back and watch the uh, watch the panel, yeah, yeah, it was well, fun, man. Yeah, it was yeah. fun, you know, because it's a it's a different energy, you know. Definitely, and definitely. Uh, yeah, so I, I mean, I had kind of done my mental preparation. I knew mm -hmm. the things I wanted to talk about, right? And, and I've been doing enough press around teachers' lounge that right. I kind of had that down. Cool, but. Uh, but you know, it's like he—he's he, real up and he's real kind of manic in his energy. Yeah, he's yeah. quick and, 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 and he'll bounce around. around. Yeah. So, so it, it was one of those things that it happened so fast. I didn't know how it went. Okay. Uh, but then, like, you start getting feedback from people and texts and everything. Right. And then I watched it myself. I was like, yeah, oh, okay, was that, was, say, that do, was. Do you was um? Are you one of the performers that finds it awkward watching themselves, or you have no, no problem? I okay. I watch once or twice. Okay. Uh, it's not like I you know <laughs> I, I don't. Keep it on continuous loop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> walk in. Hey, Ted, there you are. Yeah, like, guys, can you keep it down? I'm, yeah, keep it down. Watch, watch this this banter between right. the two of us. Right. Yeah, I, I like to watch it, but I don't know how you feel. But to me, it almost feels as the like a little bit disembodied. Like it's it's another person. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like when you're watching it, typically it's you know maybe you're back at the hotel right. or you're in a quiet place. Right. So you're watching this kind of. Thing in the in the in the heart of the storm, yeah, yeah. and it's exciting, yeah. But it yeah. feels like, oh, that was like another. And you're like, oh shoot, that's that's me. Yeah, yeah, Did yeah. I said that, right, 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 right. Because <laughs> that's your that's your it's it's this it's it's to me it's always the equivalent of when you rec when you record yourself on audio, yeah, and then you hear it back. 
you don't sound when you listen to yourself coming from an exterior place. Yeah. You don't sound how you sound talking to yourself. Like right now, yeah. I'm hearing myself, but then <laughs> when I listen to the episode, I'm like, is that how I sound? Right, right. You know, and, and yeah. so and and you become very critical of what you do or don't like about your voice. Um, so sure. it's magnified even more with the visual, with the right? Visual, and the, with like, your oh, body geez. language and is that how I look? <laughs> yeah. Hell, I thought they did makeup. <laughs> right. It's nothing to conceal that, you know, and and so it's uh, but no, it's it's good. But I also, you seem like you still maintain the the happy innocence that you first had. I never look at you. You never seem bitter about there, and that's maybe not the best way to put it. Jaded They're, or jaded, or even like you said, you did you did uh, Killborn twenty years ago. You did uh, Ferguson recently, so you've you've been doing this at least twenty years. How long yeah. have you? Have, I mean, yeah, I probably did Killborn like maybe fifteen years. Ago. Okay, I've been, okay, I've been doing it like twenty years solo, okay. and twenty two. Uh, I started as a as a part of a duo. Dude, I never knew that. Yeah, who, um, yeah. with, with who? Hollis James. With Hollis? So I, yeah, yeah. No, listen, yeah. now we Hollis uh, Jameson. James. James. Yeah. Hollis yeah. James um, actually co-created. Mm -hmm. Teachers Lounge, their their um show, which is actually hilarious. I watched a couple of episodes, and uh, and we'll be doing an episode in the future. That's right. Um, uh, but I and it's hilarious. Thank you. By the way, I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm only a few episodes in, but uh, Gaffigan, seeing I, yeah, I can't talk about it the way I want to <laughs> right, because right. I don't want to give it away. Tip the joke, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, all the listeners. <laughs> Go watch. Is there a channel? Uh, well, it's on... You can see Teacher's Lounge on YouTube. On YouTube, which but, is where I, I saw it. Yeah, but it's also on Thundershorts.com. It's Thunder like a, Shorts. a streaming uh, comedy web series okay, okay, site. Okay, yeah. okay. Funny, funny series, man. Anyway, and I want to get into... I want to talk about, um, you know, how how you conceptualize and the whole nine, but you started as, as a duo. Yes. Now, as a duo, was it sketch or was it sort of old school Abbott and Costello? It was kind of sketch because Hollis and I went to Queens College together. Okay, okay. And, uh, you know, I had started as a jazz piano major at City right. College. Right, right, right. Uh, but after a few years of that, I kind of realized I'm not a jazz pianist and I was surrounded by really talented people. So it was okay. a little bit like kind of uh, overwhelming. Was that hard to come to that realization and yeah. say to yourself, you know what, I've committed what, how many years at that point had you committed to really, I mean, you're practicing X amount of hours per day. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I had started playing piano and studying from, you know, I mean, studying, taking lessons. Right, right, right. When I was like six. Oh, wow. Um, okay. But as far as immersing myself in jazz, that really happened in college. Okay, you okay. Know, I wasn't really conversant with that musical language mm -hmm. uh but i was really sur i was surrounded by these heavyweights i mean the head of the department was ron carter you wow know, the bassist, bassist you know yeah. yeah played with miles and, and everybody a any any of you hip-hop heads um if you're if right. you're not big on on uh on jazz ron carter um gets a lot of love from tribe, tribe called yeah. queens very another queens uh crew uh along with yourself um Tribe Called Quest, you know. To my man Ron Carter on the bass. on the bass. Yeah. My man yeah. Ron, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, oh, wow. Q-Tip shouts him out, yeah. Wow, big up Q-Tip. Oh, um, come on. Yeah, so uh, so Ron Carter, I, I mean, I had to play, they called it your jury mm -hmm. at the end of the semester. I had to play my jury in front of 
Ron Carter, you had to play like a couple of pieces, like a ballad and, a, and an up tune. Oh, you know, it's funny. Here's, here's how, here's how I, I mentioned Tribe and got so hip hop that when you said jewelry, I'm like, jewelry? Is that, ah, <laughs> I'm just playing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My third eye make me shine like jewelry. <laughs> jewelry like, yeah. what? Did he say jury? judge and jury or jewelry? Yeah. Um, okay, so your final, almost like your... Your final exam That's right. was you had to pl play three pieces. Uh, in two pieces in front of uh, several professors, one of whom was Ron Carter. Wow. And I was so nervous. Yeah, that, man. man. Oh, man. I'm probably more nervous for that than anything I ever did in comedy. Why? Because it was in front of, was it Ron Carter specifically or just the entire panel? There were like four or five people. I mean, all accomplished in their own right, right but right. he's a legend. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it was a combination of him being in the room and also, you know, when you're not up to snuff, you know, like, okay. You know, like I knew I was good, but right. I, I just knew like, I don't belong here. Okay. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Sorry. like in comedy, I, I, I don't really get that feel like, you know, when you're starting out, you get a feeling of like, uh, am I, can I do this for a living? And, right. you know, but I, in comedy, I always felt like I belong here. Okay. Okay. With jazz, I, I always felt a bit like an imposter. Uh, and and at, I guess you realize that in some ways you were. Yeah. And, yeah. and that, that's, I think, with, with the arts specific. I think, honestly, with anything that, uh, everything, to, in my opinion, is, is a calling. So yeah. comedy is a calling. If you want to become a musician, there's something inside of you that drives you to say, I, I got to play the piano. I got to play, uh, you know, the bass, uh, the harpsichord, whatever, yeah. you know. Uh, if if you love numbers, something tells you, you know what, numbers are so easy. I want to be an accountant. It's a calling, you know? Yeah. And so it, I'm sure it was hard. <laughs> I know it had to be hard to look yourself in the mirror yeah. and say, man, my, my heart's not in it. Well, I even took a year off where I studied one-on-one -on -one with a teacher mm -hmm. and I was practicing like eight hours a day wow. and, you know, going into the city studying with this guy. And this is costing. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is costing. So I, I gave it every opportunity to, I, I said, let, let me like really immerse myself and really, you know, see if this is going to work or not. Right, right, right. And then after that third year, uh, that year that I studied with, with the teacher, mm -hmm. uh, I realized, nah, you know, this is a little too hard. This okay. is not coming easily. Right, right. This is, like you said, this is not my calling. Right, right. Uh, now that said, I think my years there, mm -hmm were really formative artistically right? because right. it rooted me in this jazz tradition and right. jazz history and in, in, in a, in a uh, perspective towards the arts mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that was really valuable and rooted me, I think, in the right principles. Because, you know, I mean, jazz musicians toil in obscurity yeah. and they're, they're at the height of artistry. I yeah. mean, these, these are titans. Yeah. Uh, but people, you know, like most people probably don't know who Ron Carter is, right? Right, right, right. Um, so y'all should Google him. I'm telling, like, go, go, go. Uh, you know, uh, the, I call it the Father Market Protocol because I feel like yeah. there, there are a lot of things that uh, people should adhere. to. There's certain rules and laws that people sort of bounce around. And with the arts specifically, we live in such a a uh, disposable mm -hmm. era where where, where, you know, you hear it, but it's tossed out so quickly. Consume and it and throw it away, it right? And toss it away, and and even even with the news cycle, yes. where, uh, you know, people rally around a cause, but all right, what's the what's the new 
thing? What's mm-hmm. what what's what's on everyone's agenda this week? Are right. we going to dump a bucket of water on our head for a mm-hmm. cause? Mm-hmm. Um, are people marching now? We're going to march for a week and then we'll forget about it because uh, someone hit his wife eight months ago and now we're going to rally behind. That's right. Women shouldn't mention hit. You know, and and yeah. it's, so that's what I mean as far as disposable. Right. Uh, everyone's attention span. Yes. We 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 don't. We don't put the work in that sh- because it's it's not work if you if you can find something uh, useful in it, out mm-hmm. of it you know and mm-hmm. if people do the research just go go read a, a a paragraph or two on on Ron Carter just to to see like the rich history and these guys are such deep cats like Damn. I mean you know all those guys you know if you read and and you read about Ron Carter that'll take you to Four or five other guys. Right, you know, right, right. And, uh, I mean, I was a big Hank Jones fan, piano okay, player. Okay, Um, You know, you so... You like Mingus? Yeah, I love Mingus. Yeah, yeah, he's a Yeah, love, I just uh, I read his autobiography. Oh, what's the name of it? I, uh, I, 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 can you look it up? I just... It's got such a... It's a cool name, too. Um, yeah. But he's such a... He's, he's a, a great writer. It's such a unique, like, singular um, voice. Okay. You know? Yeah. Uh, the, the way he tells his story. Highly recommend. And he it. wrote it. He wrote it's his autobiography. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Beneath, beneath the, the underdog. underdog. Yeah. Okay. Beneath the underdog. Yeah. Charles Mingus. I'll check that. Yeah. So I mean, all these guys, you you get to know their music, then you get to read about them. You mm-hmm. get to read about their histories. Um, and for me, I think it rooted me in kind of an art, an artistic uh, perspective mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that, um, you know, I guess kind of gave me. More the long view than what you're talking about, like that that disposable thing, right? That like grabbing fame or grabbing, right. you know, the things that shine, right? You know, the the shiny kind of distractions, right? It, it right. rooted me in like the long view of like um, the artistry of it because that's what these guys do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so jumping ahead, I, I I transferred to Queens College, okay, and got my teaching degree, okay. But while there, I started in the sketch comedy troupe, mm-hmm. just kind of on a lark, you know, uh, audition for it. And Hollis James had started it. Okay. Like, it didn't exist. He, oh, wow. He started it. He wrote the shows. He cast it. He was like... Did, kinda, you, know, did you know Hollis before that? Or you met no. him through... He was kind of like the big man on campus. He was like the guy that started, like, you know, he was in the drama department. Okay. But there was really no comedy there mm-hmm. to speak of. And he started it. So, so. did you... That's a, Did you... Uh, are you just... You're, you're pursuing your teaching degree. Right. And you... You're taking acting classes as well, or you see a, a sign that says "improv sketch improv group" you come know, out to audition. Yeah, I'm I'm taking my teaching degree, mm-hmm. really like with no thought of. I, I'm kind of dejected in a sense, my because I feel as though like my uh, my well, career just, in the arts. You just pursued a, a good 12, 14 years of music. Yeah, and you said to yourself, and I didn't ask you when. Do you recall when you said to yourself, "I, I got to do something else. This is not for me." Do you Do you remember what that what moment specifically? You know, probably every day during those three years. <laughs> yeah, like during those three years, I was just like, you know, I loved music, and I was, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm a decent musician, but okay. I'm not a jazz musician. Go ahead. Um, yeah. yeah, 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 I believe it. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, so I think it was kind of the dual realization because I mean, like, I could have like left the jazz program and then like just gone and played in bands or done something right, like right. that, but uh, but yeah, I think 
to answer your question, not not every day, but like I think you know when something's right or when it's right, wrong. Okay. Whether it's okay. a relationship, yeah. whether it's a you know a pursuit, right. a career, uh, and I kind of just knew like this is not the right fit. This mm-hmm. doesn't feel like home. You know, uh, now that said, you can still learn a lot yeah. and you can grow and evolve and be enriched by right. it. And I was, right, I right, really, right. you know, I mean, like looking back, I, I was so naive, you know, just as a 17, 18 year I was old. I say you're young. So, yeah. You, you know, you're starting out, you're kind of like, I had to pick a major and then you had to pick the jazz or classical track. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I'm not a classical guy, you know, right. I'll, I'll go with the jazz track. Right, right, right. But then, you know, I mean, uh, then I was thrown into the deep end of the pool. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, like, oh, <laughs> so throw a preserver. Yeah. On floats. <laughs> you just get to the edge and you're holding <laughs> on the side. That was you're it. like, you're good? You're, yeah, I just, uh, yeah. just had a cramp. Yes. Yeah, I'm holding onto the side and, <laughs> and trying to play <laughs> bebop at the right. same time. <laughs> it's <good>. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really you drowning. <laughs> oh, his scat is good. <laughs> no, he's, he can't tread water. Can't breathe. <laughs> can't breathe. <laughs> Somebody calling him. Somebody, do you need a, a procedure? You need, need a procedure. Uh, no, I'm good. I, uh, I'm, I'm catch my, catch my breath. Yeah. You're spitting up water, and I'm, 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 I'm just uh, gotta, gotta walk it off. I'm just gonna go transfer. To, yeah, gonna transfer to the theater, the theater and, and teaching now. <laughs> and, but that's you know that's part of that also comes with being a young adult and growing because I remember my yeah. first. Uh, it's funny because the movie was just on recently, and and my family get a kick out of bringing up my first major. I knew I wanted to do what we do and, and become a, a, a force in comedy uh, in 1983 when I saw Eddie Murphy Delirious, yeah. right? Yeah. However, I didn't know how to go about pursuing that necessarily. We had moved a bunch and uh, by the third high school, we're way upstate New York. There's no comedy clubs. Had I know you performed I, in school, like plays or When I was like younger, yeah. in elementary school, because in Mount Vernon, I went to the same school until, uh, until I graduated sixth grade. So all through sixth grade, I was in plays. Uh, you know, I, I played uh, trumpet for six years, cornet for six years. So I was artistically inclined. I was very, very... Now, I hadn't started rapping yet because uh, mm-hmm. rap hadn't really mm-hmm. become what it, what it is, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, and by the time we got upstate, it wasn't that I lost my way. I just, I really, I was like, I don't know. There are no agents. There's nothing up here in, in, in Batavia before we even moved to Rochester. So I saw the movie Big, right? Tom I saw Hanks. the movie Big. Tom Hanks. Saw the movie Big. And I remember, I feel like there was, I don't know if there was a giant rocking chair or something. And someone, ex- I saw something that explained, oh, that's that's model making. And they have to, there's model making is used in the movie industry. They have to make, uh, make models for movies. And there was a community college that offered model making. So I said, oh, that's how I'll get in the m- movie industry. That'll be my way in. <laughs> oh, my, 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 <laughs> I'm going to make rocking chairs. <laughs> <laughs> Big rocking chairs. 
<laughs> That's how Eddie Murphy started, right? <laughs> oh, somebody does does what I mean, so you don't know. And and here's the thing. I am terrible with my hands, man. <laughs> I've never been good at build. I, I, my brother was always good at building models. I didn't have the patience. Right. Uh, and wood shop and all that. Or you'd make a lamp and I would just make like a, a bowl, you know. <laughs> and so uh, I'm in this model making class my first year of college. And I'm like, this, this, this is not fun for me. There's nothing... This is how I'm gonna become a comic. <laughs> I want I want to be Eddie Murphy. This ain't working. So by after some uh, one semester, I changed to advertising. Hold uh, on, because I was like, because I I was always good at jingles and and that create and writing creative yeah. writing. So I said, oh well, uh, <laughs> it was wasn't that part of a commercial agency for making toys? So I'm I was still on big man, so, you know. So I was like, all right, I'm still trying to find a back door <laughs> into a uh, big laid out your entire career big, career plan. Big big did it, and then uh, yeah, man. So it took a couple of years before I finally I didn't get on stage until like my third or fourth year of college, and then at that point I. Had, so I that by that point I was a rapper. Yeah. And so I, I saw Cool Mo D on Yo MTV Raps and he said he got his degree in communications. And that's what made me say, all right, you know, that's broad enough that I can yeah. I can do that. And if I'm a rapper or a comedian, I'm communicating, right? You know, so <laughs> Wow. Yeah, so so I I agree that sometimes you have to go through that that sort of that hazy uh, forest. Yeah, and I ha I have to uh, I ha I have to tell you. Yeah, I mean you brought it up, so I have to tell you. Yeah. My brother and I performed at the Apollo. Did you really? As rap, we rapped really as brotherly love. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> you know they were, <laughs> it they turned were, out to be, but <laughs> y'all were y'all were a rap duo. Yeah. Called brotherly love. Brotherly love from the from like I mean, really from like. Fifth grade. My okay. brother was in seventh. I was in fifth. Okay. Uh, so this is like nineteen, you know, like mid eighties. No, no, like okay, like nah, like eighty, like okay. you know, like when rappers delight right, came right. out, when, when, when uh, splash. Yeah, yeah, and then like even more heavily, you know, I mean, like all those Sugar Hill Gang, like the the albums that you would get with, where with, the with flip the, side with, would be the instrumental. Right, right. Oh, yeah. You know, Dude, I forgot. Of, that's true. Like for listeners that don't know, back in the days you would have the you would have thirty three the, the ace the thirty three and the third right. <laughs> you put and and the the side one would be the radio edit. That's right. There would be two tracks on side one. The, the number one would be the radio edit, which was usually maybe three and a half four minutes. And, and the then there was the, ex the in parenthetical extended play. <laughs> right. A master mix version, and that was like six minutes. That could go on forever. Yeah. And there might be like someone might curse or say something. Back yeah. then, you couldn't really curse. Yeah. Um. Without without getting you know, people pissed off at you, so they might say like "damn," but it wasn't bleeped. Right. Right. You know. Yeah. And then on the flips, you turn the album over, and it would just be the instrument and be like a, a ten minute instrumental version. Yeah. Of of for Sugar Hill Gangs, uh, it was uh, Le Freaks uh, says Chic. Yep, yep. And and you could just rhyme 
rhyme for 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And so, so you and your brother, yeah, brotherly yeah. love. Brotherly love would just, yeah, we would write rhymes pretty much, you know, for like 10 years, we would uh -huh. do like block parties oh, and wow, wow, wow. all this kind of stuff. So finally, you know, like, uh, I guess I was about 18 or so. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'd say like either end of, maybe it was beginning of college. Uh, my brother, Rich, MC Mello. MC Mello, <laughs> hold on. So what was your, what was your name? I was royalty. Royal? Royal? <laughs> You're not Ted anymore. That's royalties in the building, baby. <laughs> That's actually a good name. My, yeah. Somebody, we, we've said some of my names in the past. Yeah. Was it the last episode, Mike? Last episode we were talking, I, some of my names were horrendous. Uh, <laughs> it was, because uh, my rap, I, I started as a beatbox. Uh -huh. I was a beatbox, and, and oh, uh, the rapper uh, I was paired, my my boy Daryl, he he went by the name of Dizzy D. Uh -huh. So I was, I was, uh, I was, I was Bass Blaster D. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Bass blast, bass blast the D, and then the D's. The, I remember writing. Then I started rapping. Then I started rapping, and and I, I'll never forget this. Uh, the D, the D actually stood for the D stands for D light name explains itself. Women all loving by the name you can tell. That was like my little. <laughs> it was oh, it was so bad. Uh, and then from D light to uh, to uh, uh, to to uh, I I ended with um. Uh, or just do, dose the matrix, do matrix, dose the matrix. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that that's a little that, more that was, hot. Yeah. Yeah. I found I found a way to finesse it. Was that a uh, influenced by um, uh, Three Feet High and Rising? Uh, no, uh, uh, De La Soul. De La Soul nah, yeah. you know what? It actually my initials spelled D or D O E. Okay. And so it was uh, Do Matrix, uh -huh. right? And because I heard Optimus Prime or, or Megatron back, this is how long ago it was when when the Transformers were on, yeah. the, the cartoons were on, and I just thought Matrix sounded cool, you know, because <laughs> they had the, the the Matrix in each of their bodies, and so I was like, ah, oh, don't Matrix, that's 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 fresh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's before the Matrix. So I remember yeah. when when my mother, when the Matrix movies came out, she was like, where did you? 14 years ago, <laughs> where did you get that? And I was like, you know, I was ahead of the curve. <laughs> yeah. It was real incredible. So y'all, uh, back to the Apollo. Yeah. Royalty, uh, Mello. MC Mello. MC Mello, Royalty. Those names actually uh, got a high. Y'all just, what made you decide to go do, now you're doing Showtime well, at the do. Apollo, the televised or just the Wednesday night? The Wednesday amateur, night. Okay. Amateur night. Which yeah. is even harder. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, it, I mean, if you're rapping for 10 years in the 80s, you know, it's like, we got to, you got to, I'm living, in New, prove York, living in New York, yeah, yeah, got to do the Apollo. Yeah, you got to rub the, rub the stump. Yep, yep. So we went, we auditioned, and of course, two white boys rapping, uh -huh. they said yes immediately. Of course. <laughs> you, know? you crazy? Two white boys rapping now. <laughs> yeah. So like, we thought, oh man, we're in, they loved us. Right, you know? right. But, you know, they were just feeding us to the sharks. Right, of course. And, uh, of course. So, you know, uh, we go Well, out you've been there. rapping for 10 years, so there's a chance yeah. that you, like, Ego right, could right. say, well, you know what, we are good. We, yeah. We, we figured out how to do this. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we had some good tracks and stuff. So, like, we were pretty confident that, like, you know, right. we'll, we'll represent ourselves well. So we go, and uh, my brother, Rich, MC Mello, gets through his verse, but, like, the boos are crescendoing. Off, <laughs> like, like, is like, the old lady up front? Yeah, yeah, they're all, yeah, she's in the front. <laughs> Everybody's up there, you know, and, and uh, like, it's just, it's getting louder and louder. 
And, you know, he, he's got like probably the first 30 seconds or so. Uh -huh. And it's just getting louder and louder. Then I come. Now, hold on real quick. Yeah. Do you, okay, because back in, during this time, <laughs> if you were a rap group and or duo, right. usually uh, first MC would spit his bars, then there was a hook. Mm -hmm. Then second MC come in, spit his bars, and there was a hook. And That's then right. That's third right. verse would usually be uh, sort of off, playing off, like he'd, he'd hit the first line, you'd hit the second. Right. Am right. I, is this yeah. pretty much the song? Yes, pretty much. Do you yeah. remember the name of the song? Uh, whatever's clever. Whatever's clever. Yeah, it sounds, dude. I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm looking this. Oh, but it wasn't televised. Well, there is, there is a uh, a Facebook fan page for brother brotherly Are love. Are you serious? <laughs> yes, oh yes, man, yes. Hey, go follow with brotherly love awful, with some awful pictures. We're getting the comeback. <laughs> Did you now pictures wise? What are you wearing? What's what's the style? Uh, Do you have a flat top? No, I mean like you know we were white guys. Like uh, we kind of had. I kind of had like just flowy white hair. Okay. <laughs> just has billowing, <laughs> a billowing mane. <laughs> From the neck down, I was like, I look like Run DMC, but for the head, I look like Sean Cassidy. <laughs> it was like awful. So it's all Kenny G up top, but downtown, he got he got a troop sweatsuit on. Yeah, yeah. I got like my silver, like, you know, remember that George Gervin, like silver Adidas yeah, uh, sweatsuit? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I do. Uh, like, yeah, it was like this really nice Adidas uh -huh. like, zip up in the tracksuit. Uh, and like the Lee, the burgundy of Lee course. jeans. Of course, yeah, the, 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 they, they would, they, they like are slim cut, so they're almost skinny yes. jeans back yes. then, yeah. Yeah, and then I had on uh, like these gray ponies, I think. Okay, you know. that's where you went wrong. <laughs> that's where you went wrong. With the, fat, with the fat burgundy laces. You had the fat laces, but they should have been Pumas or Adidas. Or Adidas, yeah, I know. You can't, you can't have the Adidas up But that top. was my contrarian, you know? I was oh, like... okay, okay. You, but, you, but you're right, it was a mistake. You, you, were, you, were, you were living on the edge yeah. without realizing Harlemites, they need one brand of the year. You got to go with uh, Adidas or... This is back when Nike was still Nike. It was Adidas yeah, or right. Nike or even Puma. That's right. Uh, ponies, people like, yo, dude, sell hot boost up with the ponies, son. Yeah, yeah, anything that was, yeah, it was like two, and like you said, Nike, right? No, yeah. We didn't say Nike We didn't say then. Nike when, when was I was nice. growing up in New York. You just, they were Nikes. You had a pair of Nikes on. Yep. And somewhere along the line, they were like, but it's a, the Greek goddess of the Greek. <laughs> you know, it's called, pronounced Nike. I still say Nike. I still yeah. catch myself saying Nike because I'm like, well, I wouldn't say I'm going to ride my bikey, right. you know? <laughs> right. It's a Nikes. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So then I started my verse, and then it was over. You know, like by then it was like, it was like just like I said, yeah, it, it was pretty much like. Yes. Look, yep. Sandman Ted's came out. Eyes just wide, like I just gave him flashback. Yeah. Yeah. Really. I mean, I'll tell you what. Part of me enjoyed just looking out mm -hmm. at a crowd of people. Right. 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 Hating us. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's, a, that's how uh, Patrice would uh, do many years later. I yeah, yeah. He, he did, uh, he did the, I was doing warm-ups. Um, you remember Rudy Rush? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rudy was hosting Showtime at the Bottle. He took over for Steve Harvey. Mm -hmm. I'm doing warm-ups. This is around 2000. And Patrice O'Neill goes out. And you know what? Patrice could have killed. Right. But... It's not you, as much fun. You, well, you know, <laughs> you know Patrice. And Patrice... Uh, he has no problem with people not liking him. Yeah. And so he goes out and, and, and he even said later on, he was like, eh, I was a little cocky. I went out like, eh, y'all should laugh at me. Right. I'm, uh, uh, but instead of him 
just doing his funny, he kind of, he went in with a comedy seller swagger where he sort of relaxed instead of sort of meeting them halfway and saying, all right, let me just grab them. Let me hit them quick with something to let them know I'm funny. Yep. And then I can, then I can sort of ease into, you know, the, the Pepsi Cola rapist joke, yeah, you know, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Uh and, and yeah and they and I remember going out after after he came off I was like yo y'all y'all blew it that 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 dude just just y'all blew I was I was actually mad at the audience because yeah. a that's my friend b I knew he would have destroyed if they had uh, listened yeah. but he didn't feel like being bothered that day and he even say even he owned up to a little bit he was like eh, I could have he, he didn't play it. There's just the right way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 as artists, even someone because I think because um, Harris uh, toured with him a lot um, the last couple of years of his life, and uh, and I think even Harris said, yeah, there was Patrice figured out how to how to make people, even though people might not agree with what he was saying. He still did it in an endearing in an endearing way, so that people still would stay. For the show, because they would enjoy it, even if they don't agree. Right. You know, they're, they're like, there are people that, there's certain comics that, um, uh, uh, you know, Corey Holcomb, like, pisses women off. Mm -hmm. But, and a lot, there are people that would look at someone like Corey Holcomb and say, um, wow, he hates women. But it's just, it's the, it's, it's who he's playing on stage, Nick DiPaolo. Right. Someone might say, oh, wow, he really hates women. Right. No, it's just that that's the the angle and the shtick. Yeah. You know, and so any performer, you have to figure out how to con how to connect and then spew whatever horse crap you want to spew out. Yeah, you don't want to battle every night. Right, right, dude. It, that becomes exhausting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I'm sure that you probably that probably helped you even more for, for comedy later on. Honestly, it did, because you like I'm never gonna run into I'm not. I'm not going to get booed off stage like in, that. In, in yeah, in comedy. Right. 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 Yeah. So, uh, you know, it was again. It was a, like, you know, speaking about the, uh, the the jazz studies. It was another kind of piece of education. Another experience. You know, my years with rap uh, again exposed me to uh, just exposed me to a different culture that I that I wasn't growing up with. Right, right, right. And it was another window into this whole other world that I was fascinated by mm -hmm. and that made me a better person, made me, it was a creative outlet, mm -hmm. um, made me a better artist. Well, that's what I was going to say because any, any, you know, we both have that in common. We both um, are writers and used to write um, rhymes or what have you. Mm -hmm. And so you're, you're, you're learning, without realizing it, you're learning structure and story. Yeah. You know, and, and how to... How how to have a, a, a an act one two and three and where the impact comes like right. the, yeah like. right so so it, that is all very uh it's interesting I never thought about that until right now I'm like well actually you know that it's funny because creatively the muse down you down the line you like if if you believe in like the universe and the spirit and God and what have you that's all just preparation saying all right we. In your mind, you thought you were gonna go platinum, you know? <laughs> yes, right. Yes. We all did. Yes. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna destroy the guard one up. day yeah, as, yeah. A, as a rapper, as bass blaster D. I'm a, my beatbox is taking me places. <laughs> yes, but that 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 the learning the the a being disciplined enough just to write 
write three verses mm-hmm. um, and finish a song, that that was a feat. And then, obviously, you all recorded and, and did music, mm-hmm. um, produced the music to go along with it. So that all informed your creative process later in life. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's like, it's almost three different muscles. It's, it's the writing. Mm-hmm. It's the performing. Yeah. And it's also seeing a project through, like you talked right. about with uh, the production end of things. Right, right, You know, like right. everybody can talk about recording a track or recording an album. Or, right. You know, but like th- that discipline mm-hmm. of seeing a project through. Yeah, that's, you know? that's honestly, I think that is probably most, most creatives, uh, one of our biggest problems is seeing things through to completion. Mm-hmm. You know, how many... Of, of us, yourself, myself included, as well as our friends, started a screenplay, you know, a year ago. Mm-hmm. We're very gung-ho about it because you you knocked out, like, the first 30, 40 pages, like, and reread it. You're like, yo, this is funny. And then just sort of lose the passion, the fire behind it because that's where the real work starts. Yeah, that's the discipline. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. the, and that's the, the how, how De Niro's saying the heat, that's the discipline. That's mm-hmm. the discipline where you just say, you know what, I gotta, I gotta, I, I started this, I gotta finish it. Yeah, yeah. And you have to learn to take pleasure in that process. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not as much fun as being on a stage. Right. Nah. It's not as much fun as yeah. coming up with a great joke. Right. But the reward can be, can be, you know. But even, yeah. the, even the reward, actually, the, I'll, I'll correct that. The reward, reward is completing it. You know, sure. everything else that comes from it um, is just sort of icing and the cherry on top. If you, if you write, if Absolutely. you complete a screen, if you complete a joke, yeah. If you complete a joke, you complete a song. As soon as you write that last word, uh, be it the song or the joke, and you complete it, there's a, yo, I did that. Yeah. And there's that moment where you're like, I can't, I really completed this whole project. Now, if you decide, to record that song, you decide to do this joke on stage. Um, that's all just the added bonus, mm-hmm. you know, the performing of it, and then getting the uh, the the reception and being able to see if people connect with your verbiage, your words, your lyrics. Mm-hmm. That's all to me. Just the the icing. Now, obviously, it's our job to. To produce, but there are comics that haven't written a new joke in in years, sure. and can tour off of the the same hour. Mm-hmm. And some people will come out to see him, and you, you'll you'll there there'll be a small uh, or maybe a, a, a decent size uh, amount of people in that audience that'll say, "Geez, I saw him like the last two years. He uh, <laughs> did the same same thing." Right. Like I remember seeing. Um, like I love Brian Regan. Mm-hmm. He's another like I'm a I am a fan of Brian Regan as Me well. Me too, yeah. And I remember talking to him. We were uh this is back. I used to I play Gotham now. Mm-hmm. Um because Caroline's always gave me the what I call the black headliner slots where it was Thursday and Thursday night at 10, Sunday at 10 and Saturday at 12:30. Right. And so I'm I'm on these weekends, uh, and Gotham said, Mazzilli was like, I'll give you the whole weekend. Right. You know, you'll, people will come out because you're funny, you know. Right. And so um, Regan was doing the early shows, headlining uh, the 8 and 10 o'clock show. So I'm where, I'm watching him, and we're, we're talking after the shows. I said, yo, man, I said, I just watched, I came early because I love watching you, and you just did two 
different sets. And he had said, yeah, you know what? I, I just, I, usually when I come, I'll usually, I, I change up a couple of things, but usually I'll stick to the same set that weekend because I know the following year, following time I come back, I want to do something different. Mm -hmm. Which made me say, oh, you know what? Then every time I, I play a, a club annually, I want to make sure I have some news, at least if I'm doing an hour, me have at least 20, 25, and then I can mix it up. You know, you have your greatest hits. Sure. I actually keep notes. Mike just asked, how do I remember? I actually will, will when I do shows, I'll actually just jot down uh, a list of uh, the general um, ideas that I, or, or bullet points of what I did on stage. Mm -hmm. um, do you do that? Uh, like after the fact? Yeah, or before or after, either one. Mm, I mean, generally, if if I'm going to do a headline set, mm. uh, I, I might jot down right. some things, especially the newer stuff. Right, just right, Just to right. kind of remember it. Right. Uh, or like now, of course, like just keeping it in our on phones, phone, right. you know. Um, yeah, but after the fact, no. I mean, because I, I kind of figure like what you said, by the next year, my goal is to have, have 20 to 30 right, anyway. at least new right. minutes, you know. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. All right. You know what? Um, we actually, here's, here's what we're going to do because we really didn't talk about the teachers loud. We actually didn't get, I said... This is how much I respect you, man. <laughs> I wrote, I wrote notes. I Mike ah. knows I hardly write notes, but I was like, you know what, I, I want because I and here's what made me for uh for for those that don't know, here's what made me reminded me that I wanted to have uh Ted on because they were they like I said, I haven't had a lot of people, but they're people I say, oh, you know what, I I would like to have Ted Alexander or 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 Harris Stanton or or, or Hugh Moore on the show who are all uh, previous guests. I was listening to our All Things Comedy Brethren, Tom Rhodes' uh, podcast, yes. uh, which is also on All Things Comedy. I, and as soon as I saw your name, I was like, duh, why, <laughs> why haven't I called Teddy? You know? Or I'm sorry, I haven't I, why haven't I called Royalty to be up in this piece, <laughs> up in the building with us? Like, um... So here's what I'm going to do. We, I'm going to break this into two episodes. That's right, people. We have a cliffhanger of sorts. <laughs> of course, um, make sure you check out the Teacher's Lounge. Uh, what's the name of the, the network? That Thundershorts.com. Thundershorts.com. Check out uh, the Teacher's Lounge on Thundershorts.com. Or you can watch it on YouTube as well. All 10 episodes on YouTube. All 10 episodes on YouTube. You have a lot of great guests. Gaffigan, Jim Gaffigan was on uh, was on uh, episode one. I saw Louis Black. Janine Garofalo is part of it. Um, there's a lot of comics, um, which which I want to get into in uh, in our next uh, sit-down, our next episode. Um, where can people find and follow you? You're, you're I am, uh, well, my site is tedalexandro.com. Okay. Uh, Twitter at Ted Alexandro and you know Facebook all the usual stuff. All the usual. Instagram. You have an album out. Um, what's give me? Uh, uh, yes, my album yes. just came out. It's called I Did It. He did it, and it's uh, which speaks to completion of, of the project. <laughs> that's right. He, that's right. He, he did do that. You that's know, right. as available iTunes, iTunes. Amazon. It's on my my website as okay. well. Okay. Um, all that stuff. So yeah, you could uh, you could get the audio or the video. Oh, okay. So they can, they, yeah, yeah, yo, y'all, y'all make sure you cop that. This, like I said, this is one one of my personal faves. <laughs> uh, y'all make sure you uh cop his cop his material, man. Anytime you see Ted in your city, in your town, um, you also you 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 tour with Gaffigan as well, yeah. 
Yeah, I've done some dates with the okay. gym recently. Yeah. Okay, so um, and I want to actually we'll talk about that uh as well because uh I I have I have a lot of respect. I feel like you're such a strong comic, and uh, anyone that's seen me in the last couple of times I've done Gotham, I usually do it around MLK weekend in January, and I always request it. I always. I always got to have Harris uh, feature because my wife knows his wife. No, <laughs> no, and that's, that's my buddy. So I got to look out for my buddy. But I always, I, there, there are certain comics that I like, A, watching, but B, I also know if they're on before me, I know I got I to gotta bring my A game. And so I, I, when I saw, like saying like uh, uh, that uh, Ferguson, you know, brought you on the road with him and Gavigan brought you on the road with him. Um, we'll talk about that more in the next episode. But to me, that shows they're very secure in what they do and secure in them knowing that they're funny in what they do because you're, stu you're such a strong comic, you Thanks. know? Thank um, you. I appreciate that. So y'all make sure y'all go uh, cop. Oh, he, listen, he did it. Check out his album. I did it. You can watch. You can buy the video. It's not expensive. Go to his website, tedalexandro.com, but make sure you pronounce it Ted Alejandro, or a.k.a. Uh, royalty, baby, is your man, Dean Edwards. As always, we appreciate y'all checking out the pod, the Father Monkin Protocol. Um, shout out to our, our family up there at, uh, at All Things Comedy. Check out uh, Tom Rhodes Radio. I think that's the name of Tom's... Uh, Show on all things comedy. Yeah. Uh, big up, you know, Al Magical and Bill Burr, Bill's uh, Monday Morning Podcast. My man, Dean Del Rey. Uh, you Let There Be Talk. Ian Edwards, uh, the soccer comic rant. And just, oh, and Brian Scalero's. Have you uh, checked? Scalero has, um, uh, uh, Scalero's a friend of myself and Ted Brian, yeah. as well. And uh, he, <laughs> to me, he has one of the, the most uh, incredible podcasts because it's it's like a throwback to an old sketch show uh, or even an old, like, uh, Tonight Show where Carson had skits but also interviews yeah. and bits, you know, and, and, and stand-up. He has a monologue, so it's a, oh, yeah. I, it's a, it's a fun... <laughs> oh, it's great. actually a fun ride, man. So <laughs> shout-out to Brown Skillet. I actually... I, I can't wait to go back to L.A. because I'd love to do his show because yeah. it's... it's, it's it's fun. Um, and uh, as always, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at I am Dean Edwards because that's who I am. Uh, the the new Facebook uh, fan page, my, my, my Facebook is full. Uh, I've been over 5,000 for a long time, but uh, we have a new Facebook fan page. So y'all check that out. The, the site is being worked on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Mike said, finally, uh, big up. To me and Regina for handling that. Uh, that's that's the 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 PR team that's that's making sure I, I move forward properly. <laughs> and uh, hey, big ups to all my fans out there because uh, I, I tell people this is for Ted to understand that y'all y'all are y'all are like family to me, man. I appreciate the support. And uh, y'all can catch me and Harris at uh at the uh, at the Chicago Improv at the end of, on Halloween weekend, Thursday through Sunday. And uh, you have any dates coming up um, in, in the the latter part of this month in October? Uh, I'll be actually. I, 
I'm going to be overseas. I'm going to be in Singapore and oh, Ko- Singapore. Kuala Lumpur if, you, if anyone's over there. So, hey, anybody, because we have, we have people, I'm sure one day they will listen. Uh, so, if you're in Singapore or where? Kuala Lumpur. Kuala Lumpur. Now, who's, is that, is that through Jamie? Uh, is- uh, Jamie Gong. No, he does okay. uh, Hong he- Kong okay. and, um, yeah, mainland China. But okay. this is... This is through Jonathan Atherton. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Why is that another comedian? Yeah. yeah. Like everyone is is very incestuous. We all just look out for each other. So that's what's up. Yeah. Hey, uh, we'll catch you next week, man. Uh, check out next week. We have part two of me uh, kicking it with my man, Big Ted Alejandro. Big Mike, as always, thanks for the sounds. It's your man, we in the building. And we'll catch y'all next time. Peasy, two fingers.